Welcome to the Crystal Sodinsky podcast, made with magic to inspire you to live out to your own higher potential and to dive further into the topics that might be lingering in your mind. Get ready to grow and evolve throughout this time as I take you to meet some amazing people on this journey where we chat about personal development, self-love, motherhood, business, mindset, and all the in-betweens. It's time to start taking active control of your life. Okay, guys, so I am so super excited to welcome this guest onto the show today. Um, everything that she does through her social media at the minute, I am absolutely loving and so inspired by, and I think it's really touching a lot of people in so many different ways because, you know, she's talking about communication and just how we are all kind of in this same thing and breaking through that consciousness kind of barrier. And I think Mon has so much to give and just her journey at the minute is so exciting to watch because I think she really is making people question kind of what they do, why they do it and bringing more genuine connection to a lot of people. So welcome Mon to the podcast. Hello. Oh my God. Great intro. God. <laughs> no worries. Um, so I, you can literally go wherever you want with this, but tell me your story. <laughs> Ugh, where do I even start? Um, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. And like you said, these, I've been doing like videos now that really open up communication with people and show just how connected we are as a society. And I think the reason why I started doing those, like the videos that I'm doing is because I like, we've all got a story to tell everybody, no matter where you've come from, where you've been, everybody has a story to tell. And I think my story kind of started probably, I'm going to say two years ago is when it, I think I officially turned a new leaf and a new chapter and started kind of rewriting this whole journey and story that I've been on. Yeah. And it was basically 2018 when I, um, I had like a business, I had a relationship that I'd been in for a really long time. Um, everything seemed to be going really well on the outside, but on the inside, I was literally dying. Like a part of me just, I felt like I was living my life on autopilot. I had no purpose, no intention. I was waking up every, it was like Groundhog Day every single day. Yeah. And I think what kind of woke me up was when I lost the relationship that I'd been in for seven and a half years, then I lost the business that I'd built from the ground up and it was a really successful business. Like we'd been running for a year and a half and um, we were pretty much like a global business. We were selling overseas. We sold vegan watches, by the way. Um, should have said that at the start, but anyway. Um, and then pretty much after I'd lost it all and I kind of hit rock bottom, I realized that, what I had been doing for the last five or six years was not actually living. It was just kind of a playbook that somebody else had written for me and I was just kind of playing it out. And so I think once I kind of lost the two things I thought were really important to me, it gave me this opportunity to just reevaluate what actually was important to me. And I think, you know, the video I just did now about connection what I realized is that a lot of people battle with things like mental health and anxiety and depression. And they were two things that I really, really struggled with. And when you hit rock bottom, I think it's a it's almost like a beautiful place to be at because when you're at rock bottom, it honestly can't get any worse. <laughs> like you're literally in the pits. And so at that point I realized, all right, I've got two options right now. Can you hear that? 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> what was it? My parents, sorry, my parents are like cutting, ripping down the gutters. So if we have little disturbances like that, That's fine. so sorry. We might hear Gabe, you know, screaming or something. <laughs> body, so we'll be fine. <laughs> okay, I'll try to talk over the top of it. Um, yeah, so I kind of had this waking up moment of you literally have two options right now. You can continue doing this whole autopilot, leaving somebody else's story and, you know, playing out somebody else's like script, or you can actually take ownership of your life and start really, really focusing on things you want to be doing and, you know, going places where you want to go. And so it was this beautiful moment of realization that for the first time in a really, really, really long time, I was alone. But I wasn't afraid of being alone. You know, I'd been, like I said, in that relationship for so long that my entire being and my entire existence was through somebody else. And, you know, then I had the business as well, which formed a part of my identity. And I kind of just was on my own and I didn't really know who I was. I was kind of just like, well, everybody has this version of me in their heads, but the version I have of myself, I actually have no idea what she looks like or who she is. So yeah, it was this moment of just starting fresh. And I think when I think about little things that have happened in my life, um, you know, the first time that I went to Thailand was in 2018. It was like about four weeks after I'd ended my relationship. And I went I was meant to be going alone on that trip. I was going over to do like boxing, Muay Thai and all that. Um, And yeah, I was about to go. And then two people that I trained with who I'd literally just met two weeks before I was about to head off. They said to me like, is it okay if we come with you? And it was like kind of that moment where I was like, these are two people. I don't know. They're two strangers. Like for all I know, this could be the most awkwardest trip in the world and we might not even speak to each other. But I was like, you know what? This is something you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Yeah. Just say yes and see what happens. And so I was like, yeah, like if you guys want to come, sure. And to this day, those two people have now become two of my best friends. Like one of them, James, he's literally like, he's literally like my. Yeah. And so it was pretty much after that trip, I started traveling alone to different places and what I realized was like through traveling perspective is born when you see so many different cultures and the ways that people live, you come back home and home will always be home. But you realize that there is a whole entire world out there that we just do not know because we constantly live in the comfort of our own bubbles and the way that people have told us we're supposed to be living. So yeah, from that trip, so many different opportunities came about. And I think the important thing that I've started to realize is there've been opportunities that I've created for myself. You know, no one handed me those opportunities. I went out and I actively seeked them. And then from being completely open and vulnerable and, you know, leading a life that comes from a place of passion and love, so much has come to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a bit about where I've been in the last couple of years. And then from, like I said, the second time, well, from the first time when I went to Thailand, I came back and I went again by myself this time, completely by myself. And that was like the second step of my life completely changing because I met so many amazing people on that trip because it forced me, you know, when you're alone traveling, you're forced to kind of make friends. You can't just sit there by yourself in your room and just... Hope for yeah. the best. 
Um, and so from there, when I came back from that trip, I realized that I think that's where the whole connection piece for me and realizing and understanding how important connection is to human beings formed because the people that I met there, I probably would have never actually spoken to had I been with a group of friends. Yeah. And so when I came home, I had this idea in my head, but I didn't know what it was supposed to be. I was like, oh, is it like a YouTube channel? Is it like a product? I don't know what it is. And then I was talking to one of my friends about it and I was like, I just... I've always loved storytelling. I've always loved writing. And I've ever since I was a kid, like when I was a kid, I wanted to be an author. And then I wanted to be like a Hollywood film director. And, you know, as you grow up, um, people kind of start telling you, you can't be that because it's like out of reach or that's a ridiculous dream or whatever, whatever. Um, but I just knew it in myself that I, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to create. I wanted to connect with people. I wanted to tell people stories. I wanted to tell my own story. And so after I got back from that trip, I kind of came up with the idea of finally found. And that's the little side hustle business that I have at the moment that um, is all about creating a platform for people to just tell their stories. Because I think there's so much power in storytelling and like I said at the start, it doesn't matter where you've been or where you're going. That story that you hold has the power to help somebody else. And I think the video that I just released yesterday that was all about people's stories and connection, it was so important for me to do that because now I understand fully the power of someone's story just by people who have reached out to me and said that they really resonated with someone from the video. Um, but yeah, it's just that whole that whole concept and looking back at where I've been to where I am now, everything led to me being right here. Everything's led to me being right here talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so tell me kind of the concept, I guess, in regards to the Finally Found cards. Yeah, so finally the cards are just the product. They're kind of the face of the whole idea. Yeah. But what I want to generate is... You take these, so basically it's a deck of cards. You take these cards when you travel or if you're experiencing a moment in your life where you're like, oh, I just feel like I'm supposed to be here right now. Um, you take a photo, the simple, it's simple. You just take a photo of the card and the caption is supposed to be your story. And I guess what I wanted to achieve with that was, like I said, I wanted to create a platform where people could feel safe enough to share their own stories in order to help somebody else overcome their their fears or their you know traumas and yeah basically create a social movement a positive social movement yeah and yeah i feel like through the things that i've done so far and the way i've been living my life people have kind of seen that wow actually things i want to do they're not that far out of reach so I think it's just it's just a little thing that I will hope would inspire somebody else to just stop living someone else's story and start creating or recreating their own. Yeah, I love that. And I think the most important thing as well, or one of the things that I take from that is that, you know, a lot of the time, like you said, when we're living in these bubbles and just kind of doing our day-to-day life and we can get really easily kind of stuck into that routine. And a lot of the time we forget that, we have the power within our own lives to actually take control and step outside our comfort zone or to, you know, go and move somewhere else randomly or, you know, do like, obviously sometimes there's certain things in our life, but literally like, you know, how you were going to move overseas in May, which kind of has probably been 
a bit extended now. Yeah, I think a lot of people just don't realize that you can actually just do that and pick up and go move across the country if you want to or go do something completely random. Um, and I think yeah. that, yeah, but what through everything that you're showing right now, it's so exciting to see that, you know, people like even I know myself after watching a lot of things in regard to a lot of your videos, like in regards to fear and everything like that. I feel like a lot of the time I live in a really comfortable kind of position and something that I had kind of put forward this year I was like sky like even skydiving so when I'd seen you doing stuff like that always like it freaking scares the life out of me in a way to be able to go do it but then I'm like well what's the worst thing that's gonna happen from it anyways and I'm like and I know after doing that I'm gonna feel so accomplished and so it's gonna be so exhilarating in that moment of being like you know what you can just do this like and I think that's like with anything in life is that for a lot of people, it's just kind of stepping outside your comfort zone and going, okay, well, it might be a little bit scary to do something that's a little bit different to the norm, but you're only going to grow from it. And I think once you kind of step into your own story and accept yourself and who you are and realize that, you know, what, what your story is, like we're always our stories are always going to be completely different to what someone else's is and how someone else wants to live their life. And that's completely fine. Cause if we were all the same, it'd be so, so boring. But yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's probably one of the things in high school as well that I feel like I never really explored was that you fit like you, I feel like I put in so much time trying to fit in and fit to all what everyone else is wearing and doing and all this stuff and all this crap that when you come out of school, it's kind of like, okay, well, who am I? What do I actually stand for? What do I want to do within my life? And I think once we start to really become aware of, you know, our own thoughts and why we do certain things, it's kind of really cool to stand back and look at it and go, okay, well, why do I actually have this even down to say a fashion style or something like that? And when we can kind yeah. of look at these things, yeah, it's really interesting because you can completely alter and change your life from what it is, what it actually looks like now, I guess. So yeah, it's super, super cool. And I, so like, even in regards to your idea around fear now, um, and if you guys jump onto um, Mon's YouTube channel as well, which I'll be linking everything to, pretty much, um, I guess, if you jump onto that, the way Mon talks about fear and everything like that, it becomes really interesting because we oh i think i've lost it <laughs> let's keep talking anyways yeah the way we talk about um you know fear within our lives at the minute like a lot of the time we feel fearful towards things but we don't actually know the exact reasoning why that might be or why it is and i think if we oh my god Okay, guys, sorry, we had a bit of a technical difficulty there, um, but we are back. So I, like I said, was talking a bit about fear and in regards to kind of these ideas that we have around in life. And I think there's a lot more that we can all still explore within our life to kind of conquer our fears. Or I think a lot of people sometimes feel that they just have this innate fear within them and that's going to be there for the rest of our life. Whereas we are actually, you know, we're not born as a baby with a fear of these certain things. It's just that as we're grown up and conditioned, obviously, we are made to be fearful of these things because we take on, you know, our parents' values or 
when we go to school or literally it can be anyone and anyone around us that's influencing influencing us I guess and yeah so what does fear mean to you Mon kind of and how um share with us maybe how you've kind of gone about getting out of your comfort zone and removing fear and just doing stuff anyways that scares you I think fear is one of my favorite topics like ever since I kind of started doing these just, they're not even random things. Like there were things that I'd always wanted to do. I just never did it because I either had someone in my life telling me, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. Or it was like, you know, you can't do that because you've got a business to run or you've got a relationship that you've got to like attend to. And so once, like I said, I kind of lost all those distractions and, you know, things that I thought that were holding me back, I realized that like the only thing that holds you back is you, you are your biggest obstacle. And for me, fear is, I say it to everybody who says it to me, fear is just a thought, a product of a thought that you create. And I think when you sit down and really delve down into what you fear and you ask yourself, well, why do I fear those things? Is it because I fear them because somebody has just told me you're supposed to be scared of that? Is it because, you know, the fear of failure, trying something and then failure kind of holds you back? And for me, I think the biggest turning point with fear was when I went to, oh, there's been a lot of, lot, a lot of different examples, but I think um, what made me realize that fear is just a product of the thoughts you create was when I went to New Zealand in 2018, I think it was at the end of the end of the year, yeah. Um, I went for a weekend and I took one of my best friends with me and I said to him, this is what we're going to do. We're just literally going to do everything that could instill even the slightest bit of fear in us. So we basically flew out, went to New Zealand. We, as soon as we got off the plane, we went bungee jumping and bungee jumping can teach you a lot about fear. Like that shit, that is, yeah, it's scary. It is terrifying. But I think the reason why, we fear like something like bungee jumping or skydiving is because you don't fear falling, you fear dying. And then when I kind of sat down and had these thoughts about like, okay, well, why do I fear death? Like, you know, it's supposed to be the one thing that terrifies us the most. But I think when you get comfortable with the idea that one day we are all going to die, it starts to kind of put life into perspective in the sense that like, okay, we're all going to die one day. So I've got this one life and in this one life, what do I want to be doing? And for me, it was (laughs) sitting down and going, okay, well, the only reason I currently fear death is because I feel like I haven't lived my life enough. And when you start, when that realization kind of comes into your head, you stop doing things that don't serve you and don't add value to your life. You stop hanging around with people who drain you and suck the life out of you. You stop doing things that everybody else tells you is the what you're supposed to do whether that's finish school get a job have a family whatever whatever and you touched on it before when you said that you know that that could be someone's best life someone's best life could be they finish school they get a job they you know have a family they work for the rest of their lives they go on a few holidays here and there that might make someone completely happy Fulfilled, yeah to me Yeah, you know, because everybody's got their own story. Everybody's got their own journey and path. And that's totally fine. And I think what, for me, what I've realized is that 
I don't want people to look at what I'm doing and go, oh, wow, she's living her best life. That's the definition of success. Because it's not. To somebody else, that might be completely left of center and not the definition of success. But I think what I've realized is everything you do in your life, if you're doing it with full conviction and full purpose and full intention in that it's what you want to be doing, that is a definition of success. You know, when I look at where I was at 18 and what I thought was a successful life, which was having uh, my own business, um, having a relationship that looks perfect on the outside, driving a nice car, um, you know, living this high entrepreneurial life. I look back now, I'm 25 now, I look back now and I don't have any of it. I've literally lost the relationship, lost the business. I don't even have the car anymore. And I've gotten rid of all of it and I have less than I've ever had now, yet I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life because yeah. everything that is now in my life is there because I have put it there and I want it there from people to things to experiences to opportunities. They're all there because I have actively chosen and placed them there. And I think when you start to become, it's, it's a whole thing, you know, when you start to become yeah. self-aware, you start to really understand what your fears actually are. My biggest fear now is that I, you know, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you what it is right now because I feel like I'm still uncovering it and like learning. But I think it's just dying one day and, and having, not having lived exactly how I wanted my story to play out. I think that's my biggest fear. You know, it's, it's not, it's waking up every day and not, not being grateful for things like, you know, it's, it's little things like that. And they're not massive, big fears, fears anymore. They're just these little tiny things that I am so conscious of now that when I was 18, I wasn't, you know? And like I said, you, you need to experience losing everything to gain that kind of perspective into what's important. And I think what's happening now in the world with COVID-19. Yeah. Perfect example everything has been stripped away from us. You know, we're being told now we can't go outside. That was a freedom that we had and a luxury that we had that we took for granted. You know, then it's like people who are losing jobs, who hide behind their jobs. Their whole entire identity is what they do for a living. You know, that's being stripped away from them. And now they're kind of sitting there going, well, shit, like what who am I without am this I? job? Or yeah. 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 Because yeah. they kind of attach yeah. themselves to that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's the whole, you know, people who lose their jobs also lose the financial security. You know, people who hide behind materialistic things and, you know, they gain that validation from, you know, the cars they drive or the houses that they live in or, you know, that's been stripped away from them now too. Or it's social distancing. You know, people who surround themselves with friends who, like the whole video I did before was about connection you know, those genuine connections, if you have those genuine connections in your life, you don't feel alone. But then people who have had to socially distance themselves from friends or family members or whatever that aren't actually genuine connections to them, they now feel super, super alone. And then it's the whole, once you've stripped all those things away, when you're literally left with nothing but yourself, if you are not conscious enough to understand who you are as a human being, that's when you feel alone. And that's something that I've learned. Like, you know, everyone says, oh, self-isolation, I'm loving this. And I am loving it because I, I actually do, I personally do enjoy, enjoy being alone. Um, but that was not the case for me a few years ago. 
I was so dependent on everything else to validate my entire existence that I constantly felt alone. I could have all the friends in the world and I somehow felt like nobody understood me, nobody could understand what I was going through, you know, and then all my mental health issues started to take over my entire life. And, and it wasn't until I kind of woke up one day and was like, you know what, nothing changes if nothing changes. I can either sit here right now and continue living this life of despair and sadness and darkness and guilt and whatever, or I can actively choose to change something. And it doesn't have to be a huge change. It doesn't have to be me picking up my life and moving overseas, but it has to be a little thing. And I say this to anyone who ever asks me like how I turned it around. I turned it around by doing little things, whether that was waking up one morning and going, okay, this morning, or today, I'm going to drink four liters of water because that makes me feel good. So I'm going to do that today. Yeah. It started by doing those little, little, little things. Again, journaling was another thing I started doing. You know, I had this, it's so funny. I had this pink journal that I started writing in when I was pretty much at my lowest. And, you know, it was at the point where I was just so like, you know, oh, journaling, that's such bullshit. Like writing my thoughts, like, how's that going to help me? Blah, 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 blah. Like just in this negative headspace. Yeah. And I started writing in this pink journal because I was literally at a point where I was like, I don't know what else to do. To, I've seen yeah. therapists. I've had, you know, all these tests done. I've been medicated. I've, and nothing is helping me right now. And so I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to write in this journal because everybody says if I write out my thoughts, I'm going to be cured. And the power of just like writing down, it was literally an, a little A like six book. It was not yeah. big at all. And it was pink. And I hate pink as well. So... <laughs> That's, that's how low it was. I was like, like I don't know. Book. Yeah, it literally. <laughs> so I started writing in it and I literally would only write a pa about a page a day. Yeah. And it is so insane. And I really want to do a video about this one day, but I was writing in it for about maybe four or five weeks every day. Um, yeah. And then it was at the time where basically my relationship was done. Like it was, it was about to end. And so I was writing every single thought I had in my head, every single dark negative thought, I wrote it down. I was like, well, I'm just going to get this out into the open. And then I kind of forgot about the book. And so I left it. And then I ended up finding it like six or seven months later. And it was in my room and I was reading, I found it. And I was like, oh shit, like I forgot about this book. Yeah. And so I open it up and I start reading these pages and I just started crying. I literally just started bawling my eyes out because I was reading these pages and every single page I was like, who is this girl? Like, who is she? I do not recognize her because of everything I'd done in seven months from losing the business, losing the relationship, going to Thailand, making these new friends, prioritizing my health as number one. Like I was getting obsessed with the gym and the community at the gym. And then all these like amazing things started happening to me. And sitting there and reading those thoughts that I had seven months prior, I just started crying. I was like, I, how, did I, how did I let myself get to there? Like, you know, but at the same time, look at where I've gotten myself to now when I started taking full accountability and ownership of my life. Yeah. I stopped letting someone else tell my story. I stopped sitting in the, like I stopped waiting for someone to come along and save me. And I think that's the biggest thing and issue people have is, 
we wait for somebody else to come along to validate our own self-worth and pick us up and hold our hand to lead us through the darkness. And I've said it to, I said it to one of my friends the other day who's been going through a bit of things. And I said to her, I'm like, listen, I'm only going to be able to help you to a certain point because you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. You have to actively want to get better, want to fix your life, want to fix these feelings that you're having. You need to want to pull yourself out because if you don't want to do that, I, I'm of no help to you. Yeah. I can sit there and I can give you every positive quote under the sun, but unless you actually want to work on yourself, and that's the hardest part is people having to work because self-love, self-care, self-whatever, that shit takes work. Yeah. And it's a never ending thing because you're constantly learning. You're constantly growing. You don't, it's not a three or eight week crash course. And then you miraculously like, you know, feel better about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all good now. It takes work. And I'm still honestly working on myself every single day. And I said to her, I'm like, you need to want to pull yourself out of this shithole. Otherwise no one's going to be able to help you. And honestly, after I said that, she was kind of like, Oh, like, that's, I don't know if that's being a Yeah, it was friend. like a reality kind of check and being like, oh, okay, like I actually am the last person or like I have to be the one to actually pull myself out of this. And I think, yeah, yeah like when you're in that kind of not victim blaming stage or it kind of is in a way, I guess, but yeah, like you said, the people around you can only be there to support you. And at the end of the day, unless you want to come from within and completely change that. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we, like suffering we we see suffering and pain as easier than actively working on ourselves to help ourselves get better and i think you got to get to this point where the pain and suffering you, you almost wake up from that pain and suffering and coma that you've been living in to go this is not right like i don't i don't want to feel like this i don't want to be waking up every morning crying you know and from that journal that i had that's, that's what I was reading. I was reading things like, you know, um, I cried myself to sleep again tonight and I woke up feeling like shit. And it's like, who wants to live like that? No one wants to feel like that. No one wants to go to sleep crying and wake up feeling 10 times worse. And yeah, so I found that journal seven months later and I <laughs> wrote another journal entry when I'd found it. And I was like, oh, hey, it's me again. Like, forgot about this journal. And I wrote down seven things that had happened to me in the last seven months. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep this journaling thing up. I'm going to keep writing in it every day, blah, blah, blah. And so every entry was like, oh, and this amazing thing happened to me today. It could have been something as simple as someone I don't know said hello to me. Like something super, yeah. super basic. Yeah. And I was writing it, writing in it, and then it eventually dropped off and I just forgot about it. And then it wasn't until I found it seven months later again. Like it was just weird that it was seven months <laughs> later. When I'd moved out of home and I was like packing up my room, I found it. And I was like, oh my God, this pink journal, like what is going on? So I reread the Yeah. And so I reread the whole thing from like the very first entries I had to seven months later when I found it. Yeah. And then I was like, holy shit like seven months later again and my entire life has changed you know i was writing things in there like okay so you went to thailand twice like last year but guess what guess where you're going this year you're going to nepal you're going to mount everest yeah and you know some of the entries were like you know you wrote when you were seven years old you like i used to always write bucket lists and stuff like that 
go to Mount Everest was one of the things that I had on there. And it was one of those things, like as a kid, you go, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And then you get to like 18 and you're like, there's no fucking way I'm going to go do that. Like that is yeah. too hard. That's no chance, blah, 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 blah. Make all these excuses. And I get to 25. Yeah. yeah. And then I get to 25 and at the time I was like, I'm about to go see Mount Everest. Like I'm, I'm doing it. Like what, how, how have I gotten from there almost a year ago to here where I'm literally going to go climb one of the biggest mountains in the world. And so, you know, it was just so powerful to just see like when you can master your mind and when you realize that life is not happening against you or to you, it's happening for you. Everything that happens in your life, whether it's good or it's bad, it's sad, it's ugly, whatever it is, it is happening to give you perspective to build resilience and resilience is one of those things that once you have it, no one can take it away from you. Like you've got it and you constantly build on it, you know, and everything that's happened in my life so far, like it's really hard, even in this situation that we're in right now with everything that's happening around the world, it's really hard for me to be sad because there's so much beautiful, good things in life. It's just, I would rather be sitting in a bad situation trying to find the silver linings in it and the good that's coming of it than sitting in a bad situation going, well, this is a bad situation, so I'm just going to sit here and feel worse about it. You know, isn't the outcome of seeing the good in something better than the outcome of being in a bad situation and only seeing the bad? Yeah, that's what I actually shared on my um, story today because I was just like sitting there this morning while I was journaling and I was like, it is crazy kind of how in this time and like I felt exactly the same as well and I felt positive and I felt fine and I'm like and I haven't really like there was one stage where I was like I watched the news or one day when it was all just starting and coming out and yeah. I was like and I usually don't watch it so I was kind of obviously feeding into all this fear and everything and I just felt so crap that day that after that I was like nah you know like if there's something really important it's going to be on Facebook or something or something important is going to pop up anyways and we'll find out. Mm. So yeah, then I stopped watching it. And then since then, like I've just been in this state where I'm like so positive and grateful right now. And I'm just like, do you know what? There's people who don't have homes to retreat to. Like we are literally just being asked to stay home. How much mm-hmm. more simple can it be? And like, there's obviously, I think for people like in our generation as well, this is probably the biggest kind of first lot of adversity or anything yeah. like that, that we've had to experience ourselves. And there's some people that kind of are thinking that they're above all this and going, oh, okay, well, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like they, you know they, they feel like they shouldn't have to go through something like yep. this. You know what it is? It's we live in such a cookie cutter consumer mindset. You know, this generation now, we are so used to everything being given to us like that whether that's answers, you know, we can Google something and we have an answer within 0.1 of a second, whether it's online shopping, you know, you order something, you have it within two days. We are so used to everything being given to us that we have grown into this really impatient society where now we're being forced to, like you said, just stay indoors, stay indoors with your bed and your food and your water and your Netflix and your Wi-Fi and your this and your that and this and this. And we can't handle it because not only do we now have to be patient because we don't know how long this is going to last for. We don't know if this is going to go for a month, two months, six months, whatever. 
we're being told like you need to sit and just be with yourself and like just wait wait it out wait till this gets better um and we can't handle that and then it, the other element of it is well now we're being told what to do you know this generation hate being told what to do and i'm i'm guilty of it i don't like being told what to do either but it's bigger than just me what's happening right now it's bigger than just me it's it's a, it's affecting the whole entire world yeah. and i think people's problems is they look at it as a personal attack they look at it as oh well now i'm missing out on this and it's like you're not missing out on shit do you see what you have in front of you do you see you know the house that you have like you said the place where you can go the safe place you can go to whilst all this is happening some people don't have that luxury some people like don't know where the next meal's coming from you have a supermarket down the road where you can literally go and pick up uh whatever you want mm. and it's just that whole mindset of this society and culture that we're growing up in that is constantly fueled by somebody else telling us how we're supposed to live our lives and it's just like yeah like you said all we're being asked to do right now is to sit inside and do nothing essentially and i think for me personally before all this kind of stuff happened and I was interviewing my grandparents and getting their stories, it kind of prepared me for all this because now I just sit here going, well, my grandparents had to flee a war-torn country. One was pregnant at 17 and all that went through her head was just survive. Mm. Get through all this and just survive. Like if you make it to Australia in six months time and you've lived and you've given birth to your child, be grateful for that. You know, we, we are not going through a war. We are not going yeah. through anything that is literally going to, I say lightly, kill us. If you take precautions, you won't die. But, you know, it's, it's, we are being asked the most simplest of things and yet we still can't do even that. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's so crazy, like, even to you know, listen to your grandparents' story and everything like that. It's so crazy, I think, when people listen to it because it's like we ourselves could not even fathom that actually happening within our life or having yeah. to go through something like that. So, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. And I completely, I just wish a lot more people would be able to understand and realise, and I think that's, you know, even both as in such as what we're doing is that, you're making people realize that they're in control in their life. They're in control of their perspective on every single thing. And at the end of the day, all they need to do is start making those small changes to be able to move forward. And like you said, even if it's just going, okay, well, I said hello to this person while I was walking along the street. Like I know for me personally, myself, when I go for a walk and I'm talking to people, like I don't have to talk to people along the way. I'm just saying hello. And like, it's just giving me so much energy, making me so happy for some weird reason. Yeah. But it's one of the favourite parts of my walk. Um, so, yeah, just like I think the more we can look for those little things throughout the day to be grateful for is so, so important. And even in regards to your journaling as well, to, you know, see that transformation of yourself, it's so, so cool. Like even at the time you might think, why am I writing this or why am I doing this? But I guarantee, you know, that if you're listening and you've kind of started journaling or looked into journaling before, whatever it is, just do it anyways, write down even like, you know, if it is a few sentences or a page or whatever it is. Yeah. When you go back and you read that, it is so, so weird. Like I look at mine, like I've been really inconsistent a lot over the years, but like the last few months I've been so down pat with it. And um, yeah, just even like looking at when you have 
say, you know, when you write goals out or something and looking back at goals that I've had from two, three years ago, it's so funny, all these things that we set up for us and we think we want and we think we're going to plan out. And then I look at my life now, I'm like, my life is completely different, but it's all, it's all worked out in a way in which, you know, I'm happy, I'm positive about it. And I guess that, yeah, I'm making these active changes within my life to be creating that a life that I want. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's I think really it's, cool. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think something that I've been really conscious of more so lately is, you know, living now in the present is all that really matters. You know, it's all well and good to have goals. Like we do need things to aspire to and reach and, you know, work towards. But I think it's also coming back to that conscious state of looking too far into the future and trying to plan too far ahead can almost set you up for disappointment. Like you said before, how my plan was, I was meant to move to Thailand in May. And I was basically in October last year when I said out aloud, like, yep, that's it. I'm done. I'm moving to Thailand. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to sell my car. I'm going to move back home. I'm going to get rid of everything. So by May 19th, I'm ready to get out of here. And now obviously I ain't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, even having that plan, like I basically have uplifted my whole life here and was planning to leave. And now that I can't do that, I was presented with two options. It's like, okay, well now you can't go realistically. You might be able to go at the end of the year or whatever, but you can either sit here and cry about it. Like, you know, I finished work in like four weeks time. I'm not going to have a job in four weeks time. You can cry about it or you can start working on things that you actually have told yourself you were going to do, but never had the time to, and actually start putting in hundred percent in those things. And who knows where you'll go from there. And it's funny. I was talking to my mum the other day about it actually. Um, and I said to her, I'm like, oh, I've just got this weird gut feeling that something big is going to happen to me soon. And she was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like as soon as I finish up at my job, like whatever was meant to happen is going to happen for me. And she was like, I don't actually understand what you're saying. I'm like, you know what? Neither do I. But it's like, I'm in this dark room. I can see this shadow. I don't know what the shadow is, but I know it's there. And I know that if I keep working and walking towards it, it's going to reveal itself to me. And I'm going to be like, oh, this was meant to happen. And I look at the whole Thailand situation and I'm like, maybe, just maybe, you know, when I set out and said, okay, I'm going to move to Thailand, maybe I was meant to say that so that I finally got rid of all the distractions in my life, like clearing my debt, selling my car, um, moving home, getting rid of all those things and setting those things into motion for what I thought was, oh, I'm moving to Thailand. That's why I have to do all these things. But maybe it's actually allowed me. It set me up for something that I was actually supposed to be doing whether that's YouTube, whether that's content creating, whether that's podcasting. I don't know what it is. I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you right now. I don't know. Maybe in three months time, I'll watch this back and be like, oh, that's what that's, that's what, what it was. was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll but you know, it's like, yeah. And that's where that whole perspective kind of thing comes into play. It's like, well, I've been presented with two options right now. I can either sit in the current bad situation that is, or I look at the bad situation and the positive in it. You know, and it's kind of got me really excited now that I'm not going because it's like, okay, great. Like now I get to do my yoga course online. I start that in a week's time. I get to sit down and focus more on generating this kind of content that literally fulfills me and brings me so much joy every single day. And every time I upload a video, 
I get to connect with more people now because, you know, when I start this podcast, I'm going to be able to reach out to so many more people. And it's like, maybe I wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to do that had I moved to Thailand and was stressing about a job over there and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I relate with that so much because I feel like that, you know, before I had Gabe, I was so fixated on this idea and this certain particular job that I thought, you know, I would do or I was like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to find this, figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, fast track all this stuff that's happening in this timeline that you think you have to fit to. And then I feel like for like, once I'd had him, I was just like, you know what? Like I'm actually been giving, like given all this time to now sit with myself figure it out what it is that I'm actually really passionate about use my experiences that I've already had so like even in terms of thinking okay well when I was working in hospitality I knew that I love talking communicating to people so that's one positive that I found out of all that stuff you know working in that was like yes it's shit when people are telling you that their coffee isn't right or something like that but Yeah, that was one positive I found. And then like, you know, even when I was working in residential care with kids, it was like that I went into that job thinking that I was going to massively, positively overchange their whole entire life. Whereas realistically, they're just, you know, needing those small changes day by day. And that made me realize that I want to be helping kids that, you know, it's coming from a more kind of positive light in a certain way. And Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, if you can look at experiences and, just realize that everything is going to come into play when it needs to. And you just have to understand that it's going to work out anyways. It's going to be fine. And like now, like if I didn't have Gabe, I would probably be working somewhere doing something else and, you know, not have all this time to sit at home and have started my, um, you know, album business or being able to put my time into doing podcasts and doing all this content and everything like that as well, which I absolutely love all that. So yeah, I think there's a bigger reasoning absolutely for everything, like you said. So we are going to tie this up, but there's one more question I want to ask you before we sure. go. If you had got to speak to your past self right now, say from when you're about 16 or so, mm-hmm. what what would you say to them? I would say to her, trust yourself and back yourself because like you just said you will get to wherever you're going and wherever you're supposed to be when you need to be there you know so I think like like you said this time these timelines that we've given ourselves based on somebody else's timeline they don't exist it doesn't exist nothing nothing is for sure nothing is for certain and you know if if I could tell her that anything, it would literally be just trust yourself because nobody knows you like you do. And no one's ever going to be able to tell you how you feel, what you should be doing, how you should be doing it. That is all on you. And once you take ownership and accountability of that, everything that's meant to make your way to you, it's already on its way. That is perfect. I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Mon, for jumping on. I'm sure people are going to find so much value in this podcast. Anytime. I will link you guys to Mon's YouTube channel, to her cards, and, you know, yeah, just enjoy, listen to everything that she's saying with an open mind because it might really be the catalyst for you changing up something in your life. And like we said, it might only be small, but could be the start of something a whole lot bigger. So thanks. Thank you.